Hello, hello. Hello to our 6am run family. Hello to our 6am runners, our 6am group members, anyone that's as we grow, anyone that's continuing to listen to this podcast. We really welcome you and I'm excited to get on. I think this is like podcast episode, like 14 or 15 that I'm recording. We're wrapping up February. I know you guys might hear this a few weeks after our record date, obviously, is we're a few weeks behind on the ones we publish. I should have one of the most important questions, Dr. Hema, I should have asked your last name, but I'll let you, can you please, I want to waste no time and get right into this introduction. I will say Dr. Hema, but Dr. Hema, can you introduce yourself, please? Yeah, it's Hema Murthy. Murthy is my last name, but you know, I can I go by Hema. Hema is a great way to refer to me. <laughs> awesome. No, please tell us about yourself. And I, I, if in your words, I think if you kind of give your background and your bio, people will know. Our runners will know exactly why I was, you know, interested and very excited to have you on on this podcast. Well, yeah, I'm an engineer um, by training, and uh, I went through grad school and had all the ups and downs that any grad student would have, or anyone just really faced with a bigger, larger-than-life problem or issues. Then you want to get through school, you want to get through that graduate degree, you want to, you know, make those connections in the industry and all of that stuff. So, did you have, let me ask you: Did you did you have differential equations? Yes. I, I had a, I had a girlfriend. <laughs> I had I had a girlfriend in college who was trying to be an engineer, and I I saw firsthand. Um, <laughs> I, I at that time now I probably could. At that time I was like, all right, you're on another level. We we're not going to work. <laughs> it's another world, but you yeah. know, hey, you know, it comes full circle because now math is in the main stream. Right. So because of all the stuff, but yeah, just going back to that scenario. Good segue though, but you know, the going back to that scenario was in grad school that you know, had these monumental challenges, basically school life and everything else. So I took up running as a way to get rid of that stress. And also a, you know, being in that world, you're tied into a desk, into a computer inside a lot. And I thought this is, does not, it's not going to help me make that next step and get through what I need to get through. I need to get out and get some air and really get the stress out too and get oxygen and so on. I thought, okay, I'll just take this up started very, you know, the usual story started very uh, simple and then ended up, you know, uh, someone who saw me said, I can coach you to run. Uh, <laughs> just a, a guy that a coach that I ran into said, you know, I can coach you to fix up a few things and you're, you're really a distance runner. You should get out and run some marathons because that's really you. So I picked up on that idea because I just needed a venting machine. So that became a really useful venting machine. And So that's my real story is how I got into it. And I just really enjoyed the whole world of it because it was that, you know, the uh, left sign, right sign of the brain kind of thing. So just getting out, hitting the pavement, meeting another, you know, group of people too with other interests rather than, you know, school, math and and physics and engineering. So I think that really helped, although it just turned out accidentally that all my other grad student friends also loved doing that because there was this usually really nice trail near where we were going to school and everybody said, well, this is a good place to hang out, you know, between uh, segments of homework and and all that. So that all happened. And that was a good place for a kind of like a watering hole for everyone from the place who were interested in getting some, you know, energy and getting some oxygen out there. So I did that for a while, got into the whole science of, you know, as again, that left brain and right brain was, they were having a conversation here. You know, I said, how can you get better at this? How can you do this? You know, how can you get rid of your injuries? What are the best shoes? You know, all of that started happening. So I got really into it. It was a good way to just divert my, you know, interest and get really 
re-energized into doing the, you know, the hard high level cerebral stuff that I was doing during the day. So getting into that, I started some injury problems with myself. I didn't necessarily at the time think this would be something I could solve because I just went the traditional route. I went to see professionals. I did all the stuff, physio and on, on, you know, the usual traditional route of healing therapeutic. Now at that time, uh, this was in the nineties. So, you know, the whole mental game and the yoga therapy techniques weren't widespread. They were fringe things that you just, you know, you don't go there. (laughs) So, you know, it was kind of left on the, you know, which is bad because it's probably a good uh, solution tool for solving that problem. So go and fast forward to today. I'm still an engineer. I still have a a vibrant business. I'm a consultant, but I still have the uh, fitness uh, edge to it. So I try to train people to get rid of those pain issues that would come from training and whatever that may be. So I kind of segued into the demographic uh, accidentally with clients just coming to me. So that happened to be a niche group of women over 50 who had specific issues, just wanted to talk to somebody who they felt was more empathic to their situation and not relegating them to the professional zone. So that was how I fell into that. That's my kind of my origin story. So just accumulating treatment techniques along the way, and I just put them all together and I just discovered that I ended up having this unique combination of yoga therapy techniques, traditional weight training techniques, kettlebell TRX, all the traditional weight training techniques that you would see in in a gym environment, along with the yoga therapy techniques, which would problem solve issues that are delimiting issues and contraindications and, uh, you know, just getting people back on their feet and getting them moving again and along with the nutritional aspects as well. Awesome. And can I ask, you know, because I think I always like to think like cold weather, warm weather. I mean, I asked where like where all when all this started, like what city and state that was in? In Canada. Oh, wow. So so cold. Okay. Yeah, right. Well, I was in Toronto, which is a little milder than Ottawa. I'm in Ottawa now, Ottawa, Canada. So, you know, it's a lot colder. Like today it's minus 20 centigrade, which is probably minus six Fahrenheit or so. So Uh, And lots of snow and it's, you know, there's a wind chill and it's wicked. And, you know, there's basically a lot of ice, a sheet of ice everywhere here. And Toronto is a little bit warmer. It's more friendlier to runners and any outside sports because uh, as long as you don't expect a lot of snowfall. But if you're doing running or that kind of activity outside or walking, anything like that, Toronto is a much user-friendly place. (laughs) So, yeah, I started my running days were there. So I ran, you know, all year round. That didn't stop me. Ottawa is a different matter. There's some days where you go, hmm, okay, I'll, you know, have to adapt my my equipment (laughs) to go out and all that stuff. So Ottawa is a little bit of a different climate challenge, but it's still, you know, everything's doable as long as you have the right mindset, which I guess segues into my, my yoga therapy days. Nice. And then so school kind of the transition. I mean, so I think, I don't know if we want to talk about mental or physical stuff that we were talking about early in the event, in the pre-call, um, but school, mental, physical, Yep. it was funny in the pre-call and it was really very short, but I wanted to get right to this to record yep. so we could really hear, you know, a lot of what I feel is, is very educational stuff, yep. but let's, let's talk. Uh, I think I want to just, I guess, cause we talk about your school and, yeah. you know, I think college, regardless what your major is not like the easiest time. Yeah. Did you find though that, and I think kids today, a lot of kids and 
whether it's necessary or not, I'm not going to, again, I'm, I always try to keep a middle of the road approach to everything. Yeah. But I know that for me personally, like running is just something that helps deal with anxiety. And I agree. part of my running every day is, hey, I don't want to approach problems in my life with a short fuse, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I want yeah, to be able yeah, to, totally. I want to be able to assess the problem and react to the right way. And I feel yeah. like if I run or take a moment to run, I'll then come back to the problem with a more clearer approach Definitely, rather, yeah. rather than snap at it or make a rash decision or even in friendships, like I'm never going to talk to that person again. Maybe understand why somebody did something. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get the 30,000 foot view when you're outside running. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, you just have to step away sometimes and problem solving did that for me all through school for graduate school, specifically when I started this, you know, so you're absolutely right. And I think a lot of it has to do with A, movement, B, oxygen, because mm-hmm. indoor air quality, we know now know from all this stuff that's been going around that, you know, that's not the best environment for in general, not just viruses, but in general, air quality, mm-hmm. like it's dry, you know, all the other stuff. So yeah. the thing is that just getting out and getting fresh air is absolutely important for mental health. That's like now a one of the rules, the laws of gravitation kind of thing. The rules of the earth is now that, you know, just getting out, getting fresh air has to be a necessity rather than a want to have or nice to have. So I think that definitely addresses that question about, you know, issues that you're trying to solve. Now, you know, just segueing right back into my client base, they all tell me they will never give up one of their workouts. I mean, they really love them. And I, you know, coach them through the phone, like you were talking about, you know, how you service your clients. Yeah, I coach them through the phone. Now I used to be live in person. Some actually, I was already half half and half. I do have an online portal where people go through the programs you know, on their own with videos. And then they talk to me, they check in. So I never leave anybody cold or, you know, just hope sure. the best, you know, hope for the best, <laughs> never any of that. So check-ins and live with me, texting or phoning me. Um, now we do a lot of them through, I do a lot of them through the phone, but they've been with me. They know the drill. They know my queuing process. So if I say something, it's not to me. Do I need 10 videos to understand that? So, but the fresh ones, uh, new clients that have come in with pain, that's the clientele I serve any kind of knee pain, hip pain, shoulder pain. I think I've seen most of those issues. They come to me fresh and we do in video sessions uh, until we get them up to speed and then they're on their own. And then they get a program for me that I change, you know, frequently enough to get them going. So basically getting them on their feet, but they will never sacrifice the workout. A lot of them go on vacation and call me from vacation. So that to me is a testimonial. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, look, I had a, and this one hasn't aired yet, so I don't want to spoil it. Actually, no, I probably could because by the time this one airs, that one will have aired. Never mind. So uh, that we have a psychologist coming on and, you know, the psychologist broke down. My mentality is wrong. Like I'm, for me, it's like, it's like earning my day, right? Like if I get up and run in the morning and hence the name of our company, 6am run, yeah. but then I, I've earned a cookie or I've earned a meal, right? <laughs> like I, okay. there's, there's a psychological aspect in me that feels like, you know, right. that, that hard work I did early in the morning of running yeah. you know, really pays off because then I'll, you know, I won't feel guilt if the family and, and you know how family dynamics can be. If the family yeah, says, hey, tonight we're going to go out to a restaurant for dinner. And obviously, you know, 
I don't want to be the one that everyone looks at for like not eating. You know what I mean? Like, so oh, yeah, it's always the fitness guy. Are you having, you know, but that's the funny thing that you mentioned that that's amazing because from the get go, I was always off the mindset, even before my, my certifications in nutrition, even before that, I was always of the mindset that live life and, you know, kind of make it work sure. for you. So the enjoyment is in, in living it. Sure. And then you kind of like do the other things you need to do to make it work for you. So, you know, yeah. be the fittest version of yourself that you can be. Try to make, you know, those changes, but get your mindset in gear in the sense that, you know, wrap your mind around why you're doing something and have the why be the thing that guides you rather than an action. You know, Absolutely. so that was always my thing. And then that got uh, validated through some of the certifications that I've had through nutrition are not the traditional, but more coaching and client-centered and empathic kind of modalities that I work with. So, you know, kind of a little modification of the earning. I deserve to live and I deserve to enjoy life, but I have to kind of wrap that around the big why of I want to be the healthiest person so I can be the happiest. So yeah, I mean, all good, but you know, you have to remember that why. So I hear you. (laughs) Yeah. So no. And then the other part of that, it's, it's like I said, it's like, even like hotels, like I'll book hotels based on, for example, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like proximity to have a treadmill. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would probably be on board with that because I mean, you you have to kind of satisfy that inner urge to satisfy your, you know, your happiness comes from a certain activity or certain feel. It's more like a certain feel. How do I feel after I do that? You know, and that's the high that you get. I mean, my clients will swear by that. I have a you know, as I said, people who go on vacation and still call me from the cottage in the summer, I go, I want my workout. Like, can you just talk me through something really quick? <laughs> it's like, uh, you're on vacation. Yeah. But you know, that, that I feel great after talking to you, you know, and then they'll, somebody will have, Oh, I lift this bag of dog food, my shoulders out. Can you just fix me real quick so I can get back to my life? You know? And so we do that kind of thing. Why? Because they understand the meaning of a workout. A workout is not something you do for itself, but the way you feel after it. Like I feel great after it. I mean, the days when I used to run a lot more, I felt, you know, I knew the feeling I get. It's the same feeling I would get if I really pushed myself when I do my home workouts. And I want that feeling again. So I kind of design it around that. So, you know, people will always go for the feeling. They do mm-hmm. something because either they feel great, they feel happy, or they know they're motivated. You know, at the end of this, you know, whatever, four weeks or whatever, I'm going to, you know, fill in the blank, you know, whatever it is for them. Yeah. So feel everything. So you talk about clients who want to get healthy and clients who, you know, yeah, I mean, clients that, you know, (laughs) want to get out of pain mostly. Right. Pain. What age group? So our age group is 35 plus. And obviously, I don't know if you know, we didn't get into my story when I started the company. Mine was, you know, 35 and older, right? I was, my body was breaking down, right? Mm-hmm. So what can I do? I want to get better. Right? <laughs> I want to improve my health, my wellness, yeah. things of that nature. Yep. What got you kind of like, you know what I mean? What, well, what, and what clientele age group? Like, are you seeing kind of like, you know, my kind of, I hate to say my kind of people, but like <laughs> people like me that were like, you know, struggling. Well, I niche down into the over 50 women uh, group and those who have activities and who've had injury. I just really specialized into that only because that's who came to me initially. So I just said, okay, fine. Like people who have had skidoo accidents in their younger years, 
popped up, nothing, I'm feeling fine, but that creeped up, you know, crept up in a later age, like a 45 or a 50 age wow. group. Then they finally go, oh, what's wrong with my back? I can't get up. And then sure. they go to a specialist and they go, well, you've got blah, whatever it is, blah, 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 that happened, you know, when you fill off the skidoo way back. In your, now it's creeped its ugly head, you know? So I saw, those are the kinds of clients I have, you know, oh, one day, you know, I can't get out of bed like I used to, my walk. But, you know, the delimiting factor is the same in all populations in that, logically speaking, and again, that left brain again, you know, the logic of the fact of how a human body works, you know, bone, muscles, attachments. Well, somebody went on strike and that's why pain occurs. And that's just the bottom line across the board. Very simplistic. And I'm sure a lot of medical people will say, are you kidding me? That's really shortcutting a lot. Yeah, it's true. But some big guy is not working. And my job and when I'm fixing in air quotes, fixing my you know clientele, like when they have those issues, like fell off a horse, fell off a skidoo, whatever the case may be, I've tried to do a Sherlock Holmes and figure out where along the chain, who went on strike and who needs to be activated again and put back into the loop and then make them work and then pick up the slack because somebody's not doing their job. Yeah. And then, so, and we talked, this is what I want to get into. We talked about, you know, knowing when to, you know, rest and knowing yeah. when to, all right, like, I do feel like, I, I do feel like I know my body, but, I, and I don't think I'm horrible at this, but there's definitely times we talked about more for my mental sake that yeah. I'm just like, all right, even though my back hurts, even though my leg feels strained, like yeah. I'm going, F it, like, you know, yeah. I'm going. Yes, of course. What, what do you tell people in that, like, when people, is there certain things people describe? Maybe you can also yeah. help us, you know, learn a little bit today. <laughs> is there certain pains that are something maybe you can ignore and certain things where you're like, whoa, 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 like now you got to slow down? Okay, well, across the board, pain should never be ignored because by the time it gets to pain and the body senses something and you're complaining about something, it's further along the chain than a minor ache. I mean, think of it like a a child, like, and I know you've got experience with that too. And a lot of my clients do too. Think of it like a child. First time they'll, you know, make a sound and then they'll just make it louder and louder until you pay attention. So the body is no different from that kind of, uh, you know, trying to get your attention kind of a mechanism. So it's already past the point when pain strikes, never ignore it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you have to cold stop. Like it's not like a car, pull it to the side and wait for repair guys. No, that's not true. What it means is stop what you're doing that activates the pain. Right. So a professional like myself or someone similar can video talk a, a person through figuring out which activity spurred that on. Who's the guilty party here? get them away from that and do a whole host of a million other things they could do to get the uh, brain chemicals still firing so that you get the high. And Uh that's really a professional's job. Like why bother studying all this thing? Not just for the fact that I know so much, but so I can put it into practice and go, you know, hey, you know, now I take my clients through exercises Mm -hmm. that I use from functional mobility screening and other things that I've learned through that to those certifications and having that kinematic understanding. And so taking them through some motion through video, now I'm better at the video than I originally was, but live or video doesn't matter, trying to take them through. I can Sherlock Holmes them into figuring out who's the guy that's, you know, should be kept at rest or rehabbed, depending on the scenario. So I can keep them active, 
giving them the high. Like I have actually, as you speak, um, just reminded me that I do have some young mothers who are friends. So they're not on my traditional niche market, but they came through the friend route. And then they text me and go, you know, I just did blah, whatever. And now I'm in agony. I can't walk. I, my, I have to pick up my kid, blah, blah, blah. It goes on. So there is that uh, kind of clientele that I've served that I've actually videoed with them and said, okay, this is the one that's not working. You can still go do your stuff and get that high and do wow. this. And they're, you know, they're in that same mindset that you're explaining about. I need my high. I got to do this, you know? So I get them through it through another mechanism. They go, oh, great. I can do something. I just need to move, you know, antsy, antsy, sitting at my desk at my computer. Yeah. I need to get out, get that high and do my stuff, you know? And I try to rehab them so that they're back into the normal air coat modality so that they do their usual stuff. So that answers to that. I think. No, this is, I mean, this is great because, and as you know, runners are probably maybe some of them are running as they're listening to this. And um, don't tell you know, me to stop. I, I, well, I know, I know. And I'm like, you know, or hopefully what we've done is, you know, motivated them to also fit. Like I hope, but I get, yeah, it's like, you know, I, yeah. I'll say this and you are a perfect person to ask this. What are your thoughts? And as you coach people and as you, you motivate them, why is running, and this was what bothered me, I got into running, as I said, I was a former soccer player, basketball player. I got into running when I couldn't perform those two sports at a yeah. high level, right? right? Running was something I was like, oh, well, exactly. I can run, right? It doesn't mean I, I just can't, yeah. Yeah. I just can't take the body contact and the physicality of the other sports, you know, right. anymore. But I can hit why? the pavement. <laughs> right. Why? Why can runners improve at older age and in nothing else is like that ever? Like why yeah. a football player, a basketball player, uh, an ice skater, any any sport really? Right. It's good limitation as time goes on. I know what you're saying. Yeah. But why can you yeah. improve your running time? Well, you can, and, and there's a group of people who can, and then there's a group of people who actually crumble down because they okay. haven't uh, rehabbed themselves as the okay. injury progressed and they accumulated them. So the bucket of people that do improve have been proactive. They've okay. done cross-training, which is very important. They okay. need to lift the weights. They have to really get a nutrition plan going, and sure. it has to progress through age groups. So they're, they're hitting every pocket necessary. You got it. They're okay. doing all the stuff. They're doing the work. You know, it's work to plan for your life to be able to accommodate what I would call a sport. <laughs> you know, running is mostly a mind-body game, which gives you the greatest high when you've done it, and you well, feel it. And it's and, and I want and, and I want to kind of just and I don't want to interrupt you, but sure, I, that, it's, it's funny you're saying that. My daughter, who is excelling, for example, at basketball, right. I say to her, but it's the training, it's the games, it's yeah. the. You know, I'm like, look. Sure you're going to get better X, Y, Z. What yeah. your aha moment to me just now was there's same thing in running. If you're yep. taking shortcuts and I tell her it's, I'm a parent and I, I tell her I get to do there's, those shortcuts. There's, there's no shortcuts, but then what you're, to be honest, what you're saying, I'm now sitting here being like, man, I'm, I'm really taking shortcuts. Then, you know, if that's the truth, right. I just talked about, I can run so I can eat a chocolate <laughs> cookie. Right? right. Like then I'm technically, which again, I'm not saying I'll change tomorrow, right. but I'm technically taking shortcuts in my running. Yeah. Well, so that's true, but then it's a sport. Mm -hmm. So if you put it in the bucket of a sport uh, sure. along with anything else, which it is because it's just that high you're mm -hmm. after the high, 
You're mm-hmm. not after, uh, well, you may or may not be, but you may not be right now. No, it's, it's the journey. It's, yeah, it's the yeah, work. Exactly. It's the journey for sure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we're like, we're not training for, you know, the Olympics. That's a right. whole different bucket. But the actual activity of running with the high and with the mind, body, and, and all the stuff we just talked about and all the stuff you normally right. talk about, that, that whole thing is purely great. It's amazing, but you have to do the due diligence, like you said. You have to hit all the stuff to be able to do that. And it's like that with anything. I mean, you know, think about engineering, think about work, you know, other work that people do, whatever it is, you have to do the back end of it also in order to create the front end of being able to do the thing. Um, And if any one of those, if any one of those buckets isn't satisfied, then the front end is going to fail. And it's like that with running. We automatically do them because we are program ourselves to say, I want to get up tomorrow and do that thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of things in that that go to satisfy that, to make you get out the door and ready at that 6 a.m. thing. But that's, Mm -hmm. you know, something you do automatically. That's your autopilot kicking in saying, you got to do these five things so you can do that. But in those buckets, one of them has to be self-care. And the yeah. self-care bucket might be tossed out with the garbage because you think that's something I can go without. It's just like a house. You know, how many things do we have in a house that we need to fix? Some of them get, you know, pushed aside because other more major things get fixed, major things. But minor things always, you know, everybody's house is like that. They're like projects that if I'll get around to it maybe someday. So sometimes that happens to important things where we don't see the relevancy. You know, if the self-care relevancy bucket is not prominent in your sphere, then you're going to go, well, that's just, you know, when I have time, I'll sit down and all that mind work stuff, but I'm just going to, I'm going to get out the door right now, you know? So that's totally valid, but then you have to sit with the uh, fallout of that. That's all. Sure. I mean, I'm learning a lot right now. Really exciting. Uh So, and then obviously, do you talk to your patients as whatever <laughs> kind of it, as you get, let me ask you this too, because I know our runners, it's a big debate. Shoes, um, oh, yeah. you know, tools, what are, before I let you go, my yeah. last, my, one of my last questions would be tools and, you know, running has a lot of, you know, tools. Oh man. Yes. We, we yeah. can two two aspects actually yeah. tools. And yeah. then we can get a little bit into your thoughts on, we did talk a little bit. You were telling me about, you know, the cheating, but so let's do last couple of things. Sure. Some of the tools that you recommend, like yeah. foam rolling and things like that, yes. or shoes <laughs> that you recommend to your runners. Absolutely. And then, and then let's lastly, maybe let's also, you know, nutrition. What oh, yeah. are some things you recommend runners do take and, and put into their body and put right. on their body in terms of like we just said, the tools? Yeah. Well, one thing that I, I love the fact that you mentioned the foam rolling, because that's non, you know, you, you cannot negotiate that. It's non-negotiable to... Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when you put your, uh, that much poundage on on your body, that much stress. Foam rolling is a non-negotiable thing. It should be done daily in the morning. Uh, some people that have sense. different theories on that, but I say five minutes in the morning. Like so, when you don't go to okay. town on it, you know, just a five-minute quick roll. You know, major muscle groups that you think might need the back. You know, whatever uh, thighs, quads, and whatever. You know, just figure it out for yourself. What do you think? You know, a self-assessment. Now, cross training, non-negotiable. Again, you got to train with weights. You got to counterbalance the highly impact thing that you're putting on your body. You got to counterbalance that upper body training 
non-negotiable. Again, you got to get some dumbbells, kettlebells or whatever. Do something simple. Get the biggest bang for the smallest amount of time. Try to figure out what that is. Contact me if you want to. But I mean, I'm after the minimalist. I'm not living. I don't live in the gym to live in the gym or in my weight room, whatever it is. I do it so that I can live life without pain. So that's what I would go for. Figure out what that minimal amount is, but get some kettlebells and get some dumbbells and go for it. That's the second thing. And the third thing about nutrition, try to be common sense about it. You want to live life. You want to enjoy life. So I would sit down with yourself. Don't let any outside party into the room at that point. Really, it's a conversation with yourself. What makes you happy? What lights you up? Family dinners? Yes, check. You know, events? Check. You know, uh, birthdays? Check. Now you got to live life. So what's working and what's not? So take a clean sheet of paper. What's working for you? When you put this object A in your mouth, is it helping you? Or is it going against your goal? What's your goal? Mm -hmm. Write that down in a big capital letters on the top of the page. My goal is whatever it is for you, Mm -hmm. whatever that is, it's a personal journey. And then on the bottom say, this works, you know, in your cookie example. Okay. Well, this is how I feel after I have a cookie. So, (laughs) so you can say, yeah, if I'm going to run right after, it's going to be like pure depletion of energy. So, you know that. So why not save it for, you know, what you're saying? Like, Make it an infrequent event so that it doesn't deplete the energy for the run. But you have to have the conversation with yourself. Don't ask anybody. Don't go to a nutritionist. Don't go to, everyone's going to kill me, I know, after this. But, and they're all going to say, you're going to, you know, I think you have enough business from the professionals who need to see you. But the average recreational runner or recreational weight training person, you just want to live life and enjoy it. That's your main goal. And I hope it is. So I would end with saying, find out what works for you and do it. Don't talk yeah. to anybody. Just do what works for you. Absolutely. And I, I think too, I don't think, you know, that's where I love what you just said. Like, I think that your approach is very refreshing just in the fact that you're like, hey, let's take a shot. And, <laughs> and you're going to get a lot of phone calls from nutritionists. And no, 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 no. So, my, so my, my, here's the thing. You're going to start me on a tangent with nutritionists. Remember, nutritionists, and this is not a bad thing. We all have to make a living. Nutritionists get paid to basically potentially create diets for people. Oh, my God. That's a four-letter word, diet. No, I don't want to hear that. I I don't want to say the word diet, but you know what I mean, to help people plan. I do know what you mean. It's just I just cringe because a lot of people have gone down that rabbit hole, and I'm taking getting them out. Um, Sure. You know, they are necessary, as you point out, great profession for a segment of the population. But what bothers me is when an average, like they're not professional athletes, so they they can live life with a lot less stringent things and get the joy, the high from their workouts and from their running and, and, and from their sport. Yeah. And, and it's so funny to me because I'll have somebody tell us, oh, my nutritionist said don't take supplements. Okay. Oh my God. You're a nutritionist. And by the way, this is what I, I don't like. And you're, again, you're starting me on a rabbit hole. Oh no, um, cringeworthy topics. This should be another podcast. No, no, no. But it's not a bad I thing. I understand. It's, it's, you're, saying, you're saying to people, so here's the thing. I don't like, we use, and we say nutrition. We say the word. Because what we do, all of our ingredients, for example, are right. FDA approved ingredients, right. right? But when you combine them, the FDA classifies it as a supplement. Okay, right. I can't Got fight it. that. I can't, I don't have yeah. Elon Musk money to win that one. Okay? <laughs> sure, I understand. So here's what happens. A nutritionist tells their client, you should not take supplements. 
Mm -hmm. Client comes to us. My nutritionist said I can no longer take 6 a.m. run. So you're telling me your nutritionist said you don't need amino acids after your run. Oh my God, you know, seriously. And that's where I just have my issue. I am not mad at nutritionists. I am not trying to stop them from making Maybe that particular one, I don't know. Uh, I just want people to understand that they have a job. They need to, you know, we all need to feed our families. I don't knock that. But at the same time, people, I want people to know, and this is why I said what you just said is refreshing. What may work for you, what may work for Bobby, what may work for Johnny. You got to find out what works for you. You're absolutely right. What does work for you? Does your, see, here's the thing. I'll I'll be the first to tell you, we do amino acids in a lot of our formulas because that's what I knew I needed as my body started to deteriorate. Totally good. Your your body naturally makes amino acids. If you chemically show me person X's body produces X amount of amino acids, I'll be the first person to tell you he doesn't need it. For the non-essential ones. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm I know. Like, all right. You're missing some. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so yeah, I, I listen, I don't want to, obviously we want to be as positive in, in this day and time as no, possible. Totally true. And what you're saying is absolutely right. And, and I think the bottom line from what both of us have said is that figure out what works for you and do it and don't really talk to anybody because assess yourself, go mm-hmm. a day, do a little five day or 10 day experiment. Yeah. I'm doing this and this is how I feel. Yep. And if you don't feel good, you know, I would suggest you talk to somebody like me first before you see the nutritionist, sure. because maybe there's a common sense way out of this. Maybe there's a grocery store way out of this. Maybe there's something you're like something sensible that you and I both know that is just not happening somehow just missed on the radar. And maybe that's an easier path than doing, you know, something else like no. just go the common sense route is first is all I'm saying. And then if all of that fails you, please, you know, uh, seek out other avenues to solve the problem. Problem solving is where we're at. We're not pushing mm-hmm. any one idea or any one product or any one. There's no one size fits all. You no, no, no. And, for you. And, yeah. and, you know, and again, back to the last part, I mean, you have to be able to do that now. I mean, this is the one thing I love is, you know, we talked about your education, which again is where, you know, I don't want to get on a college tangent, but your <laughs> education, in my opinion, and I, and I go back to college and my friends and people that had, you know, engineering degrees, lawyer, right. doctor, you know, you go today's day and age, you know, a lot of information is at your fingertips, right? right. Um, now, yeah, 100%. So it's like, so I look back on even my college years, right? I was not an engineer. My thing was economics and marketing. And right. I say to myself, Everything I learned that cost my parents $40,000 a year, to be honest with you, that information now is free on Google. Right. I understand. You know what I mean? Now, to be a doctor. Too much information, maybe some opposing information too that may not be true. 100%. So it's like, so that's what I just, and I think you're kind of hitting that on the head. It's like, look, go out there, do some research on your own, talk to us. Yeah, and you've got the best uh, experimental body. uh, You've got the best... uh, lab in the world and i can't replicate your lab because you yeah. you you know so. i want to I, I do want to end on that do, you know sure. we you know i try again i always try to say you veered me off a little bit which is not <laughs> bad but i try to stay like i said even no sides nothing like that but one thing i want to say you brought up a little bit and you do you feel with the pandemic 
It helped you reach more people. I do think that was a couple good. I like to look for positive things that came out of the pandemic. Yeah, you mentioned a couple of times some of your clients you do now virtually. We're doing this virtually. Uh, right. I know this is going to be an. By the way, it's going to be an audio only podcast. But but we are speaking over Zoom and, and looking right. at each other and everything. Do you think the pandemic helped you be able to take that message or help more people than you would have without it? Definitely, and I'll tell you. It's not just my regular clients that have communicated with me through the virtual environment, but now I'm doing an online course that's going to be launching next in April or so, so that I can reach more people. Because Mm -hmm. as you point out, this pandemic and all of the closeness has brought to front that if I want to serve more people, Mm -hmm. I have to get into the web-oriented course online. world, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to launch in April and it's going to be taking, trying to take distill what I do in person with pain issues into an online scenario where I can distill some of the fundamental things that they can still access. And then they can at least be introduced into the principles of, I want one person at least out of that whole launch to go through those fundamental things and go, aha, I no longer have pain and I solved my own issues through these simple methodologies. I want at least one person on the planet to feel that. And then you know, they can segue into one-on-one with me or go on my site and I have a lot of packages there. But I want at least one person to go through and say, there are ways to get out of pain with a regular weight training, nutrition, stress management methodologies. And they may not have to go outside to see professionals all the with, time. With, with that, it's a perfect kind of segue. And if, unless there's anything I'm missing, but can you tell people before, you know, as we say goodbye, can you tell people where they can find you? Please, we'll talk a little bit offline, but yep. if we can get all your information to put in the bio here, where can people reach you, talk to you and ask for your help? Well, getshanti.com is my website. That's G-E-T, get, and then shanti is S-H-A-N-T-I.com. I run Shanti Consulting. It's a fitness company. I'm a consultant and I help people online. Getshanti.ca is my Canadian site where the programs are being sold through my portal, my economic portal, uh, getshanti.ca. And those are the two. There's also a new one for the course called Pain-Free Active Living but you can reach that site through my getchanty.com. I would just go to the getchanty.com where's the contact me form and I'll, I'll I'll set you up, you know, with a free consult. We can talk you, over the phone. You know, you're very energizing, very, you know, a very optimistic, very energetic and and it was great and it was very inspiring speaking to you. So thank you so much. I I hope uh you know, like I said, I always, in my mind, I, haven't, I don't think I've ever said this on a podcast to any of you guys running or finishing a run right now. Hopefully you guys are like, all right, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to push through this one, find my, you know, maybe find my problems or look and, and get some help. So this was a sure. very great conversation. I yeah, thank I you so it. much. We definitely, like I said, guys in the bio, we'll put all the information and hopefully, you know, like I said, I think if, you know, maybe like summer or fall, I'd like to have you back on and, and maybe yeah. we, if we get any questions from this one or anything, Absolutely. you don't mind kind of coming back on and we'll hit them up. Great. Yeah, it'd be my, be my pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. Until next time, everyone have a great couple of days of running and week. Until next week, we'll have the next episode, but thank you everyone. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Definitely.